It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome, everyone. This is Colonel Retired John Mills on the National Security Hour for America Out Loud News Network. And I have uh, a, just an absolutely incredible special guest tonight. It's my, my, my friend, my colleague, Adele Nazarian, who is just, uh, Adele is just, just, just sharp, smart, and just, just wonderful, uh, a wonderful friend. And, and I just love her, her perspective. Uh, and, and we've known each other for a, a little bit now. So, uh, Adele, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. It's so wonderful to be with you always. And uh, thank you for the compliments right back at you. So it's an honor to be here. Oh, well, thank you, Adele. Well, Adele, um, would you please introduce yourself and t- and give give everybody a little bit of your your pathway and your journey from where you 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 started to Adele Nazarian today. So so please. Thank you for that. You know, I I began, I'd say, my my career formatively as a journalist, investigative journalist, uh, following foreign policy, national security. I was at CNN briefly, then at Fox News, then. Breitbart News for several years, and then went on to do, you know, writing, freelancing for a few different publications that are well known, um, which I still have bylines at and contribute to when I, on more of an opinion basis, honestly, analysis basis, and uh, did consulting. Now I actually have my own, you know, consulting firm as well, and have, you know, been the C- I'm the CEO of a few different organizations, entities. I have trans, I was the chief executive officer of the American Blockchain Political Action Committee for a few years also, um, did, a, did a foray into the Bitcoin and blockchain digital assets world, which I still am part of and think is very important um, as it is decentralized finance is definitely something that isn't going anywhere. But using that as also a vehicle to, along with politics, you know, human rights, all that stuff, to connect the world more and to understand the lens of where we're headed in the future. So you know, combining journalism, foreign policy, um, the decentralized finance space together—it's—it's uh, it's a very unique. It's uh, it's it's exciting, that's for sure, and it's great because it allows me to interface with so many different people, so many different ideologies, backgrounds all over the world, and um, of course, you know, I'm an American, so uh, it's it's great when. Also, people do interface with me and they see that I'm American, you know, of Persian Iranian origin. The parents were born there and how they are like, wow, you're you're American. How do you know so much about other parts of the world? And and it's like this, you know, kind of breaking down this this bias, honestly, also that occurs with regards to Americans uh, by other countries based on how America is covered um, in the media. So it's it's a fr- very fruitful experience. And uh, I'm, I'm just thrilled to be here to talk about some very important topics with you today. Oh, that's wonderful, Adele. Wonderful. And uh, yeah, I think it was, uh, my memory was, um, I think it was f- on Twitter is where actually, uh, 
I, I got got to know you. Uh, 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 you were, I, I think, I mean, I think I started following you, you followed me, and then we got to know each other. I'm, uh, I'm taking a break from Twitter. Uh, actually, I was removed from Twitter, but uh, that's the subject of some lawsuits here. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, well, let's, uh, thank you so much, Adele. Now, before we were at, at started the, the show here, you and I were, were talking about several things. And uh, we, we so the current state of affairs in America and just kind of the what is going on social discourse. So what do you see that's that's interesting, disturbing? What wow, do you see? I, you know, John, I, I think it's both interesting and disturbing, frankly. So two very poignant words. Uh, to describe the situation, it's um, it's interesting in that while we can look at history as a barometer for the future and how to, you know, fix the course we're currently headed down, if you know the people who are, you know, in power so so cho so choose to use it as such, but unfortunately, um, I feel that the Chinese curse that may live in interesting times is more of what we're seeing here. <laughs> and it's definitely not a compliment. Um, so <laughs> we're seeing, unfortunately, that with the advent of technology, with all these different elements at play, um, that humanity, dumbing down of humanity, if I may say it also, is is causing people to become complicit, to kind of, you know, cr it's, it's independent think has been crushed ultimately um, by design. And that people have lost the will or willingness to uh, think outside of the box, you know, of, of being told they're being told by the mainstream media, if you want to call it that, the legacy media. And just the dishonesty, the rampant dishonesty that is going on and individuals not taking the time to or having the ability to know where to look to get the facts uh, that's a big situation here. And then you have these massive culture wars where culture is a very toxic, I'd say, element of culture is being force-fed um, down people's, just being force-fed to them. And it's, I, I mean, it's, I think you've seen it yourself, right? Where we're veering away from, you know, let's say traditional value systems mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. walk towards, right, a very... Um, negative i think and dangerous way of uh seeing seeing life and how we view our fellow people yeah i i uh it's gotten worse and worse and 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 very uh you know i'm kind of military and national security focused but i i think it's it's the whole of society um just just this morning on social media, an admiral that I actually know uh, a bit said something, and I said, hmm, I, we're both retired. There are potential legal issues. Uh, I do have to be respectful and not speak ill of my fellow officer, but he said something that I just could not let pass, and it was political. It was, it was uh, so... What I said in response, this admiral had been a great pilot, but he's caught his tail hook on wokeness and uh, globalism. And I just left it at that. And, and it's, 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 but it's all from the same 
gene pool of craziness. I don't know where, where, I don't know where people's, you know, here we have admirals and generals just saying bizarre things that I never thought I'd hear, but, but, but in civil uh, air quote, civil society, it's, it's very ugly and vulgar and, uh, and I, I just, yeah. So where do you, where do you think this is coming from Adele? What do you think of, we, we talk about causes, not symptoms on this show. What do you think is driving this? Well, you know, I think, John, thanks for sharing that as much as you could, as best as you could. But I think what's really driving this is, to be frank with you, this, and it's been happening, you know, systematically for dozens of years, for decades now, but it's self-hatred. I think that's the core of it. And I will point everyone's attention to the unfortunate self-immolation of Aaron Bushnell, who was a U.S. Air Force commander, right? Oh, and uh, oh, excellent example. Go, go on, proceed, proceed, go ahead. And he, you know, I was looking into it and he, you know, he was only 25, first of all. Second of all, he decided to set himself on fire um, because he did not want to continue with the, he said, oppression of and genocide of what's happening in, in that part of the world against the Palestinian people. And, and of course, we, we know that, you know, Obviously, Israel's response to the October seventh ma- massacre and of of the you know of, of Jews, um, not just Jews. It was it was people from all over the world. It was Christians. It was even Muslims and people from all different denominations and ethnicities were killed in that October seventh massacre. Mm-hmm. But the point is, you know, he he happened to be. I did a little investigation on digging. Um, he was an anarchist oh. and part of a few different anarchist groups. No kidding. Um, good for you. I have not even. St- oh, oh. Continue on. This is getting very interesting. Yeah, it's it's interesting because what it what it shows and what it lends and it was interesting because I didn't see any of the mainstream media leading with that major fact. And what it does is, it does also lend itself to a certain ideology. Um, you're talking about the leftist ideology, right? Mm-hmm. And this notion of you know, I guess indirectly hating themselves. Um, this whole, the, the, the individual who died, Mr. Bushnell, you know, bless his soul, like he, he literally, he was a, a white person. And mm-hmm. I mean, the timing of it all, where you have this stuff coming out with Google AI, how it's this war on whiteness. And mm-hmm. it's like did this individual actually hate himself because of who he, what he was born as. Like, for example, I'm not saying that he did, but how do we know that there wasn't this pervasive kind of element of, you know, psychology where it's the self hatred of oneself and, and to act in that way. And then you have individuals coming out like Jill Stein, I believe it was, and a few other people from the, you know, more left-wing factions of the political persuasion, uh, essentially praising him for setting himself on fire in a sense, not necessarily condemning it. But I, I don't think that killing yourself in the name of any cause is the right thing to do. If you want to be an active part of being part of the solution, there are other ways of doing it. There really, really are. Sadly, um, Mr. Bushnell will, he, he, I mean, I hope people remember him for a long time, but how do we know everyone's going to remember that act and actually it's going to have some kind of an impact on what he believed is, is a, you know what I mean? What a cause is that he committed himself to in that act. He could have had a lot more impact if he'd stayed alive and, you know, involunteered or 
given himself his time towards an effort, you know, valiantly. He didn't have to end his life. And I think not to draw a comparison necessarily, but it kind of also goes hand in hand with this notion of assisted suicide. Oh, oh, yes. Right? That's becoming so predominant now. Um, It's scary. It's scary, John. Uh, It's it's one thing if someone has Mm. a very terminally you know, terminal illness and they don't have a very long to live and they're suffering, but to make it so easily accessible that, or to promote, you know, we have kids who are being bullied, who are killing themselves, right? Just mm-hmm. this notion of offing yourself mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. have a cause in the name of something. Um, it's a very foreign concept to the founding of, for example, America, the value system, the Judeo-Christian value system, Right. Yeah. And that's where you have to question its roots. It's definitely not coming from there. So, wow. Oh, this is, this is, we just had a missionary at church the other night on furlough uh, from New Zealand. And he shared that in New Zealand, um, the assisted suicide goes down to the age of, I believe he said 14, 14, a 14 year old. The first time a parent will find out that they've been euthanized is when the government tells them, isn't that, that is just insanity, a 14 year old. Yeah. Parents have no say over their child, their children's uh, decisions anymore. It's, it's ludicrous. You're supposed yeah. to protect your child, at least, you know, to the team, at least. <laughs> yeah. Forever. Yeah. Well, this Aaron, boy, this is this is good for you. Uh, I don't, this Aaron Bushnell thing that you you've done this research and came up with this, um, you know. So, oh, all of a sudden you're not hearing anything. Why is that? It doesn't fit the narrative. Doesn't fit the narrative, as Rush would say. It doesn't fit the template. And uh, oh, yeah, he's a white male, but he was an anarchist. An anarchist. Well, this is like. There was an Air Force member who was a member of the Boogaloo Boys, which they'd always, oh, the Boogaloo Boys, that's alt-right. No, 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 no. If you check into the Boogaloo Boys, they are they are leftist anarchists. And this was the, the service member who shot a federal guard in Oakland. This was several years ago, shot and killed in Oakland. He was from Travis Air Force Base, the Boogala, the Air Force service member. So Aaron was an anarchist. And so this is, we're getting hammered in the military about DEI, CRT, white male, white male Christians are the problem. And then this doesn't fit the narrative or the template. He was yeah, an anarchist. Go ahead. Yeah. In fact, you know, it's interesting. He, um, I'm going to see if I can find it. He, yeah, he actually sent a letter before he uh, killed himself to Crime the Inc. He emailed them before setting himself on fire and said, quote, Today I am planning to engage in an extreme act of protest against the genocide of the Palestinian people. The below link should take you to live stream uh, and recorded footage of the event, which will be highly disturbing. I ask you make sure the footage is preserved and reported on. So basically, they said that he had a Twitch account um, that he used under the username of Lily Anarchity. And 
um, the account had an A on it with a circle around it, which is the universal signifier for anarchism, the movement against all forms of domination and oppression. And then later on, subsequently after that, a discovery was made, the Daily Mail did come out and say, I believe it was first yet reported in the Western Journal, actually, um, that piece of information. And then afterwards, the Daily Mail came out like two, three hours later and did mention that he was part of several anarchist groups. Um, so it, again, it's it's not saying like this is normal behavior. People who believe in who are anarchists, but in general, um, there is a certain you know way of thinking and ideology where you know you have to kind of look into it and see there is an extremist element. I will say that an extremist element that goes along with that um, type of thing. So yeah, it is what you said about the assisted suicide, fourteen years old. It's it's baffling to me. Oh. I mean, I was slow as looking in my 20s. <laughs> oh, that, that, that is horrible. Um, we got about a minute left here. Wow. Well, we, we're going to talk about Aaron Bushnell more, but this really rubs my fur the wrong way. It's a tragedy this, this young man took his life, but the lecturing, the haranguing we're getting inside the military about extremism, where was DHS? How did this, how did he get into the military? Do you, do you know we can talk about this in the next segment more uh we've got about 30 seconds what do you know about where what what his what he was doing or what base he was from or anything i don't unfortunately but I, all i can say is i know the, the military is really really welcoming to all americans which is very admirable and um i, I just don't know what happened with fell through the cracks Unfortunately, there's there's no unless you're living in the pre-crime times as predicted by you know that movie with tom cruise yes. uh, it's so hard to tell. People can change, but I know we have to cut to a break. So, um, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get back. Absolutely, Adele. Thank you. Oh, this is uh, fascinating. And uh, thank you, Adele. Uh, this is Colonel Rat John on the National Security Hour for America Out Loud News Network with my special guest and friend Adele Nazarian. We'll be right back. News You've all heard Dr. McCullough and others share over and over the value of keeping your sinuses cleansed. It's a smart move all year, but even more so when we're cooped up inside. It's not really open for debate any longer. Those that live smart and live well pay attention to nasal and oral hygiene. Cofix RX has just the tools for the job with our nasal and throat cleanse. Click the Cofix RX banner on AmericaOutloud.shop to get 20% off your entire order. That's right, americaoutloud.shop. Use coupon code OUTLOUD. That's coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off your entire order. Use CofixRx because it works. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. ASEA believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel our very best. Our redox-based products tap into reserves within you to power your personal well-being. Make our breakthrough products an essential step in fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA, we power potential. For exclusive savings, use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today.
We're back. This is Colonel Rhett John. Colonel Rhett John, the National Security Hour for America Out Loud News Network. And uh, again, I have just an absolutely wonderful special guest, uh, my good friend and colleague, Adele Nazarian. And we were talking about uh, Aaron. Is it Aaron or Aaron? Um, that's a that's a joke. That's 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 a Key and Peele uh, uh, skit. Um, that we'll talk about that later. So so Aaron Bushnell. So Adele, what unit was Aaron Bushnell part of? So apparently, uh, he was part of the. It's called America's Cryptologic Wing. Um, it is the cyber defense operations specialist. What he was with the fifty. 50- 531st Intelligence Support Intelligence Support Squadron at the Joint Base San Antonio in Texas. Uh, so, what what else is what else is there? Is there any special activity that would be very interesting there? Well, I mean, this is this is interesting. It, I mean, it's yeah, it's uh, wow. The 70th ISR Wing Roosters predominantly work alongside the NSA. Wow. National Security Agency. Okay. Okay. So he was, I mean, this, this guy, he was no dummy. That's for sure. Um, the NSA takes, you know, top, top lines. So he was, it seems he was, had access to very confidential information. I mean, you, you can tell me you're in the, you are a retired member of our, of our U.S., military forces which is amazing and you are you know top brass and brilliant yourself um truly so it wouldn't he have to undergo a series of tests um yes this is quite disturbing what you've you've come across and uncovered uh that that means aaron bushnell was CSS cryptological service support, i.e. uniform military support to the NSA field station in San Antonio, which yes, if you're going to be on uh, what's called the mission floor, you're not only, you don't not only have a top secret S with SCI background investigation, you're also polygraphed. And so this is uh, an extremist who got through the vetting process and yet had a very, very sensitive position. Adele, I don't think anybody's reported upon this yet. I think you've uncovered something very big here. That's that's pretty major. I mean, I, wow, it's it's amazing how this is this was out there to be found, but uh, I have I haven't seen it in any mainstream networks, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um. Wow. I. I mean, this. Actually, I've been out to NSA, uh, uh, San Antonio, and been out to the 70th Wing before. Um. Uh. This upsets me. Um. This really upsets me. Uh. After getting bashed that uh, in DEI CRT training, anybody who's Judeo-Christian, white, male, female, heterosexual. Um, gay, lesbian, but not transsexual, uh, et cetera, et cetera. By the time you get down, that means 80% of the people would fail under current DEI CRT standards. I mean, this is insanity. Uh, yeah, we got another Ed Snowden um, 
but um, I just, this shooting that took place, I think it was 2020, an Air Force member in Oakland who shot and killed a federal security guard the story really got spiked, but they always say, oh, he's a boogaloo boy, boogaloo boy. And everybody's go, oh, yeah, that, that's all right. No, it isn't. Those people are anarchists. So here we have another anarchist that got through the vetting and, and, and even worse, they were part of some of the most sensitive screening. There's, there's, there's some additional screening that can go on depending on certain compartmented activities, but this is, this is pretty high up there in the screening process. And he's been radicalized and he got through. Wow, uh, Adele, you've done some great work bringing this to, uh, to, uh, to my attention and everybody's attention here. But it, well, it's, it, it's worth to further, honestly. It's worth, it's worth examining and, and, you know, kind of seeing what, I mean, how, how do you know if, if, if he was able to get through and to, who knows when he became, I mean, he joined, I believe, May 5th, 2020. So, who knows from that time? I don't know. Maybe during COVID, he ended up, you know, I don't know, changing his his perception of certain things. There needs to be more investigation into this. Well, this okay. So now this is the second NSA site uh, reality winner. Do you remember the reality winner story? Oh, uh, What's, oh, so this is 2017, NSA Georgia. So that's one of the two. Those are, so we've talked about two of the three NSA site, uh, major sites. These are not secret. If you even look on the NSA site, you'll find these. I'm not going to, not necessarily going to divulge them, but uh, even though they're all publicly on the NSA site, Reality Winner, that was her name, NSA contractor and environmentalist who hated Trump. And what did a reality winner do? You know, so again, she had passed the highest levels of screening, but what did she do? She gave away the crown jewels from anything she touched at NSA Georgia, um, at uh, uh, Fort Gordon, Georgia. So again, another, see how many, how many data points does it make to, do you need to make a trend line? I think it's three by academic, um, uh, plotting standards in in uh, metrics on a graph you need three so we have nsa georgia nsa san antonio we just need the other nsa major field station and we have a trend line here they're penetrating our intelligence and they're getting past the screening process so she gave intel away yeah rea need yeah reality winner and that is her name um was just a psycho, uh, a psycho um, um, Trump hater. Yet she had uh, just like uh, Aaron Bushnell, she had the you know really the top level of clearances. Wow, I mean, what a what an amazing name to have, but to you know to to, to misuse it. <laughs> she could have done so much, um, but that's yeah, that's pretty scary. Um, I have to revisit that and see what she did yeah yeah reality winner oh my oh wow well we started on one thing and and uh, because of your great work here we've come up with some other things but yeah this this just so the um um wow adele this is absolutely awesome uh uh yeah we're you know so we weren't tin 
foil hat wearers after all when we talked about the weaponization of the intelligence community. And it all started out with our conversation about extremism in society, which traces to self-loathing, which tra traces to anarchism. And uh, wow, wow, adult, this is just crazy. So what, what, what do you think here? How many, how many others like this are out there? Many, many. I, I'm certain of it. I, I think part of what, you know, let's say, look, the intel community has basically been turned into a political weapon against, for example, President Trump. Um, that said, I think that ties into what he was saying regarding the quote unquote deep state. That's what the quote unquote deep state he was referring to is, I believe, if you if I'm not mistaken, I'd love to be corrected if you see it otherwise. But elements within the you know, State Department within the U.S. government, um, the NSA specifically, let's say, who are vehemently and diametrically opposed to him, his very existence and being. And so did whatever they could to to uh, undermine him. And uh, I mean, miraculously, this man is still here and he's likely going to win the nomination for the Republican primary and become, you know, face off with either Biden or if Michelle Obama decides to throw her hat in the race, which I think is becoming increasingly a reality, um, face off against her. So he's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you, um, now, uh, we were talking, I think before the show, we were, I did, um, did, did you want to share the, the CPAC, uh, uh, the story there you were talking about? Well, of course. It's really interesting, John. I mean, I, I was, you know, just going on X and you know, Twitter, formerly known as Twitter, and I noticed that trending was this hashtag Dementia Dawn. And I'm like, wait a second, did they mean Donna or, or Joe? Because I think between the two of them, there's one of them, unfortunately, that hasn't been exactly as sharp as, you know, they used to be when it comes to recalling information. It's the, the current president, you know. So I saw that someone had, a few people had actually posted um, a video clip, a select video clip edited of uh, President Trump, former President Trump's speech at CPAC in which they're saying he's dementia dawn because he can't even remember his wife Melania's name. Mm -hmm. Well, in fact, uh, what he was doing was he was calling attention to Mercedes Schlapp, who is Matt Schlapp's wife. Together they organize and run CPAC. Mm -hmm. um, and which which is a part of the ACU, American Conservative Union. And he was saying, look at, you know, my the first lady, Melania, you know, look how great and amazing and how much praise she got. See Mercedes. And he was actually, you know, telling Mercedes, look, look how people love my wife. And there's they're going around saying that he has forgotten the name of his wife. And I think this is where it becomes, it's just, it's just so silly. You know, it's, it's as if, even if they were doing that to, to President Biden, you know, and he said something, in fact, he did on, on a few occasions, you know, early in his presidency, had said one or two things that were misconstrued, taken out of context, you know, by, by people on the internet who were opposed to him. And I was like, wait, that's not actually what he said. It's just a matter of being the reality here, right? Mm -hmm. And what did to Trump regarding that is like laughable. Like, and it was even, I think, fact checked by Twitter. Um, by the way, Elon Elon Musk also got fact checked by X. It was very funny. He got community noted, sorry, so to speak. But he ended <laughs> up 
he ended up having to update them that the feature he was referring to, which was a Microsoft feature, actually was outdated. So he was right. But Community Notes has been great so far, I have to say. Um, and it definitely did the job it was supposed to in terms of correcting the record uh, with regard to the quote-unquote Dementia Dawn miss, uh, miss hashtag, misappropriated hashtag. <laughs> oh, it's just so lame. And I was at CPAC and, and, and heard this. So, I mean, this is talk about fake news. Talk about twisting the news. Oh, oh, that's just, that's just horrible. That's just horrible. Like more of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Wow. So, uh, what, what do you think, how many other Aaron Bushnells are out there, not just inside a government, but in society and where, who, how, where are they getting radicalized? That's a great question. Um, you know, I, I really hope that incidents like Sundays with, with um, Aaron Bushnell setting himself on fire don't happen again. Um, it's 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 heart wrenching, you know, that anyone would end their life, especially in that way. Um, every every life, every human life is it's really it's a world, it's a universe, and it's valued, it's valuable. And um, I think that there are others that definitely exist that are, you know, opposed to a lot of stuff that's happening in the world. Of course, it's it's become a very ugly place, unfortunately, the world. Um, of course, it's also a beautiful place. It depends on, you know, what you, you want to call it privilege, but it depends on, on, on where you are and what your situation and circumstances are, of course, as well. But where are they becoming radicalized? That's a great question. It's, it's highly possible that, um, you know, he was, he maybe had underlying ideologies that he already was, you know, privy to from an early age, and they only became enhanced. Maybe he found a community of like-minded individuals who helped further enhance this. Um, perhaps he, you know, saw and heard certain things that triggered a response in him, you know, that inadvertently cause a negative reaction. Um, it, it could be anything, uh, you know, not trying, not comparing this to in any way, shape or form the, for example, this is in San Bernardino a few years ago, there was mm. a shooting, um, Kashfin mm -hmm. Malik, and I forgot the name of her husband, but you know, they, he would, they were radicalized actually in a, in a different country, right? Mm -hmm. They ended up going and shooting up a bunch of people at a Christmas party, um, but that was a different, you know, a different source of, of, of radicalization. And, you know, that was a different situation altogether. The point is, um, no matter where it came from or how it came to be, uh, it has to do with ideology. And there's there's this, you know, he was he was an anarchist. And again, I, I, know, I know plenty of anarchists, too, but not, not they wouldn't self set themselves on fire. You know what I mean? They have certain beliefs, but within every society, within every group, there are radicalized elements, right? And he just happened to, I think, maybe take the radicalization to a different level. And uh, that's, that's the, that's the danger of being an ideologue, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So 
remains to be seen what what factor or what series of events may have um, triggered him to react the way he did, unfortunately. Wow. Wow. Well, and 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 I think I, I mentioned it before. It it just this really uh so we have the 2017 case of reality winner um who gave away who had a very high level of vetting but was a Trump hater. She at and she was at NSA uh uh Georgia. Now we have another this is NSA San Antonio. Uh, Aaron passed the highest levels of vetting. What is going on? Um, this is just, it, it, it really kind of, it, it, it upsets me. It angers me a bit because just the war, the war, the weaponization of government, the deep state against the American people. And here, if you're Judeo Christian, uh, uh, Caucasian, Asian, whatever is and not the correct uh whatever is not the correct uh uh uh, uh ethnic case uh, in the minds of the uh of the the radicals um you know it just you're 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 suspect you know but it's once they describe all their 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 concerns it's 70 percent of the population yet this person got through well adele um thank you so much for bringing this to everybody's attention and uh we're going to be back in just a moment with the last segment. This is a Colonel uh, Rhett John on the National Security Hour for America Out Loud News Network. My special guest, Adele Nazarian, and we'll be right back. Well, the year 2024 must be the year of the Patriot and America Out Loud News will equip you with all the information you need to give new meaning to the words Patriot Act. For our actions always ultimately define our words. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. cholesterol, blood pressure, blood sugar, inflammation, and weight. These are all real-world problems that 87% of Americans are struggling with. Often, there are no symptoms, but left unattended, we become inundated with one health problem after another. It's time to fight back with Heal Right. Heal Right is a bar that you eat, but it's food as medicine that addresses the nutritional root cause of health issues in just eight weeks. Developed by world-renowned scientists and backed by 15 years of research, Heal Right is effective, but it's also delicious and works without additional diet or lifestyle changes. Step out of the statistics and use food as medicine. Visit HealRight.com slash OutLoud or AmericaOutloud.shop and use the code OutLoud for 20% off. back this is Colonel Rhett John with my special guest Adele Nazarian and we've been talking about radicalization uh, anarchists Antifa Aaron Bushnell reality winner um, so Adele I, I how much of this traces to 
a lot I think a lot of folks don't realize the the impact of China and their digital fentanyl of TikTok, which they don't allow inside of China. So mm-hmm. what, what role do you think digital fentanyl, well, fentanyl itself, of course, but digital fentanyl like TikTok, uh, how do you think this plays into just making a, the mush the mush heads even mushier? And uh, what, what, what do you think? How do you think that plays into this? Oh, I, I think it's completely, completely the to- most toxic of all things. Um <laughs> It's it's a way to control the minds, as you said, to gather intel, obviously intelligence information, and to and to reactivate essentially and reprogram people to be com- complicit, to be complacent, to be weak, to be easily influenced, uh, emotionally driven. Um, it's to be honest with you, I don't remember the exact words, to be frank with you, of what he had said, but um, I think it was. Khamenei, who said that, not not directly quoting him, but he said, do not fear the guns and rockets, let's say, of of the West. Uh, be fearful of the music and the, and the culture. It is a cultural war that is the true danger. And that's precisely what China is, is waging with, with TikTok, frankly. Um, it is essentially a cultural war. And they've I think I think they're winning. To be honest with you, um, I think they've been the diff. One of the key differences is that the China, unlike the U.S. and many, I mean, you had PNAC project for New American Century, which I don't think has really gone anywhere um, over the past few years. Of course, it was kind of dead in the water a few years ago. But China has plans for like uh, two hundred years ahead. Um, America isn't as as old as China, of course. And I think that we have been forced to kind of not plan for so far in advance. And when you're dealing with a long-term strategy, I mean, what year did TikTok come out? Let's see, TikTok, what year did it come out? In 2000, it's only 2016, my God. It was only launched in 2016. But look at the amount of damage it's done in these eight short years, right? Um, it's it's pretty scary. And uh, I, I frankly have to say, one of the things that's most alarming about it is the fact that you have these young girls, young girls, young boys who are sexualizing themselves on it mm-hmm. and selling themselves and it's becoming normal. I mean, I see relatives of mine, for example, um, distant relatives who have their little children doing TikToks, thinking mm-hmm. it's cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. to myself, oh my God, why is your child dancing like that? First of all, six-year-old, eight-year-old, 12-year-old-year-olds, and why are you allowing them to post those videos on a TikTok account? Even if it's private, they go, oh, but the parents go, oh, but it's a private account. It doesn't matter. It's, I think it shouldn't happen. Um, so yeah, the question is, have we, have we gone too far? Is it too late now to turn back the tides? Um, yeah, I, I, I think always the, the metric of understanding the Chinese activities 
if TikTok is good, why don't they allow it inside? And there's 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 several equivalents to TikTok that they allow, but it's not TikTok. It's like Doyen is one of them. Um, there's like one or two others, but it's uh, it. They also in their social credit scoring system, you're graded down uh, once you surpass so much time per day, even on Doyen, which they do allow. So, you know, if fentanyl, do they allow fentanyl in China, which is made at 100% of Chinese components overseen by Chinese special operators made by the cartels in Northern Mexico? Do they allow fentanyl? Of course they don't. And they don't allow TikTok. So, and the power of big data and big data analytics. So they can take millions and millions and even billions of data points and tailor a message and direct it right back and tailored to the individual user to understand their psychology to drive them crazy. Uh, so it's not like they're sending out a message to everyone. They are able to tailor it right to the specific user and exploit their vulnerabilities, their addictions, etc., and drive them crazy. So nothing um, good about this oh not at all and, and you bring up that point that they use douyin in china which is not exactly the same as tiktok um i ha i'm intrigued honestly to to see what douyin allows or doesn't allow and how it differentiates itself from tiktok it's it's, it's fascinating yeah yeah they they uh they're very very good at and again people they laugh and they and until you've been behind the veil working on these matters uh in in different uh, government programs and you understand the power of the big data big data analytics or be you're behind the veil at american big tech uh, this is why when i look for uh, a new tono cover for my pickup truck no matter where i go that those advertisements follow me but this is this is far more nefarious far more tailored and far more it, it regurgitates back to you playing to your weaknesses your addictions your vulnerabilities to to create little aaron johns or aaron bushnell's little reality winners and uh and, and it's the one good thing i mean i always say the bright side of the covid lockdowns was we learned the craziness of the public school system and our crazy public school faculty and staff. I'm not bashing. I'm, I don't hating. I'm not saying public school is evil, but I'm saying just by the Andy No reports of arrests in Portland, Oregon, where 70% of the Antifa arrests were related to the public school system. Um, that's a pretty high trend rate. Absolutely. No, I have to ask you, John, do you think TikTok influenced the 2020 election? Yeah, absolutely it will. And and it's a reason why they, we know absolutely no question about it. It's an intel, it's Chinese. It's part of, TikTok is one of the things, just one of many, but it's one of the flagship uh, platforms they use to create digital twins of every single American. They go, well, that's 350 million not counting the 350 million illegals uh that's impossible uh 
with big data, big data analytics, and they learned it from us. They learned it from us. So yes, they will use it to influence. And this is where, even though the intelligence community knows absolutely no question about it, it's an intelligence operation from the Chinese and the Ministry of State Security, their masters in the blue team don't want to turn it off because, you know, at this point in time, um, uh, Sleepy Joe is thinking about TikTok and Taylor Swift. That's his secret weapon. Yeah, well, it's, it's true. I mean, Taylor Swift and um, her, she overshadowed her, I think her boyfriend at the Super Bowl. So <laughs> there was a complaint also, you know, among many people, viewers. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Maybe yeah. still under president, you know, against Trump. Who knows? I'm kidding. I don't think she will. Not this not this election cycle, at least. Well, last time they used The Rock, when The Rock flipped, who who it, 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 it shows a lot of conservative trends, but as soon as he flipped, I know I knew he had been reached and talked to uh, in 2020. And I said, okay, as soon as The Rock flipped, because it was clear that he's on the conservative side. And then when he flipped, I said, okay, he's been paid off. Watch out. Um, I don't think I don't think they're going to be able to pull it off this time. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a messy election. They're already preparing their lawyers like last time, but yeah, I think they th they think their secret weapon is Taylor Swift and TikTok. So, wow, wow, well, it's uh, it's it's crazy because you know we're, we're able to look back at history um, and kind of determine what we should be doing in order to not repeat the same mistakes as last time. But there are so many new added elements that didn't exist before that it's kind of difficult to, to look back at history the same exact way. I mean, you can definitely see that there's been a, a, a lack of and a, and a loss, frankly, of trust in government institutions, right? Public institutions, that's for sure. Um, but I think, I think, I believe, one of the two of the major themes going into this election cycle um, are going to be fiscal policy and foreign policy, specifically not having America intervene in so many foreign conflicts. And right. And I, I think both also go hand in hand. Um, people are struggling. They're they're feeling it in their pocketbooks, in their checkbooks, in their wallets, their bank accounts. And not just that you you are this is a whole different thing john but you're seeing that there's been a, a a mass like a lot of people are having their bank shut down also for no given reason um it's it's pretty crazy so a lot of it's politically motivated but whoever is going to deliver the best fiscal solution to help everyday americans bottom line um while focusing on the american people and what benefits them the most I think that's what's going to win the hearts and minds. Well, curious, Adele, for you, what have you noticed that has gone up in price? I'm just, I'm, what, I'm, I'm just curious what what you have noticed on because you know the the constant response to the blue team. Oh, it's the best economy ever. Oh, inflation's not that bad. What have you noticed that has gone up in price? So, you know, there's, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, there's been a really, really high, I mean, I think the most apparent, you know, rise has been in oils, in oil that's used for cooking, for example, mm. um, has been in 
you know, sugars, sweets, those are things that are, as we know, highly addictive and people consume them en masse. It's not healthy, but it's, it's part of it. Um, out, you know, dining out, of course, Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Groceries generally, but also dining out. Um, you know, parallel to that is going to also go up because these business owners have to also increase prices at a menu items. But then you have basics. You have like like meats, you know, poultry. Um, the price of eggs, the price of of mil
you know, I don't, I think it's a mistake to get rid of, eventually try to get rid of fuel vehicles. I really, really do. Gas vehicles. Um, not, not trying to say this is going to happen, but, you know, let's say there's an electrical grid <laughs> malfunction. Everything goes offline, right? I wrote about this several years ago. Um, it's, it's not too far-fetched. How are you going to rely on battery-powered, you know, electricity-run vehicles to to get out uh, of wherever you are to 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 get food to get access to clean water let's say if you need to um all of the above to get it out of harm's way your your time is limited and uh it just it just kind of goes into this whole other notion of why is there such an emphasis to get everyone away from these fuel vehicles um gas vehicles and uh i don't know it's yeah. Yeah, it's the intersection of ideology where they're they're going to they're going to use ideology to try to trump economics, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, wow, uh, Adele, we this this has gone by so fast here. We're we're like in the final uh, minute here. I want to. How does everybody get to Adele Nazarian? Where where what are your grid coordinates? How do they how do they see your product, your writing? And, uh, and so how do they, how do they get, how do they link up with you, uh, Adele? Thank you so much. Um, the, the best way to find me is on X on Twitter at A D E L L E N A Z at Adele Naz short for Adele Nazarian. Thank you, John, for that. Um, it's, it's, uh, where I usually am and, uh, I'm going to be tweeting a lot more. So I look forward to seeing more of your, more of your viewers there as well. So thank you. Oh, and, well, th thank you, Adele. It's just an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much, uh, Adele. Uh, yeah, and I'll get I'll I'll get back onto X when I can here. But that's, <laughs> there's some there's some uh, some litigation behind that. Uh, so, um, Adele, thank you so much. Uh, been quite an honor. The honor is mine. Thank you so much, John. I look forward to speaking with you soon. All righty. Thank you. And everyone, this has been Colonel Rhett John, the National Security Hour for America Out Loud News Network. And uh, just had my wonderful, wonderful, special, special guest, Adele Nazarian. And we just had a great talk about a number of things that are shaping our society. And uh, so we'll be back next week with another show.